0: seasonal and local supply of flowers and foliage this podcast is brought to you by slowflowers.com the free nationwide online directory to florists shops and studios who design with american-grown flowers and to the farms that grow those blooms it's the conscious choice for buying and sending flowers. And thank you to Florist Review Magazine. I'm delighted to serve as contributing editor for Slow Flowers Journal, found in the pages of Florist Review. Read our stories at slowflowersjournal.com. Our first sponsor thanks goes to Rooted Farmers, which works exclusively with local growers to put the highest quality specialty cut flowers in floral customers' hands. When you partner with Rooted Farmers, you are investing in your community, and you can expect a commitment to excellence in return. Learn more at rootedfarmers.com. What happens when a flower farm's principal grower lives in Austin, Texas, far away from where her thousands of peony plants grow in Bolton, Massachusetts, and something like the COVID-19 pandemic prevents her from traveling back to her flowers for the annual peony harvest? Well, you're about to learn exactly what happened for Eugenia Harris of Nishway Peonies, who found herself quarantined right when she would otherwise be traveling to the Boston area to spend several weeks for her peony season. I love this story because Eugenia, like many small agricultural operations, had to get creative. She turned to our second guest, Stacy Lee of Framingham, Massachusetts-based Paonia Designs. Both are Slow Flowers members, and given the name of her wedding and event studio, Paonia Designs, it's no surprise to learn that Stacy is a customer of Nishway Peonies. Fellow peony lovers, the two are coming together this year in an ingenious way. Stacy's 2020 wedding and event bookings are most, if not all, postponed for this season. So she's in a rare situation with time on her hands just when Eugenia needs a surrogate peony expert. Here's more about Eugenia Harris and Nishway peonies. First of all, the farm is spelled N I C E W I C Z, but it's pronounced Nishway. You can read a little bit about that uh, at Eugenia's website. I'll share the link. Eugenia Harris and David Nishway are the peony growers at Nishway Family Farm in Bolton, Massachusetts. Eugenia is a software engineer turned flower farmer who, as I mentioned, now lives back in her home state residing in Austin, Texas. And her co-farmer, David, as Eugenia describes him, is a real farmer who doesn't even have an email account. They planted the first peonies at the farm in 2001 and have been expanding ever since. There are now more than 1,700 plants representing more than 100 different varieties of peonies, their peonies usually bloom starting in late May or early June and continue as late as the third week of June for a total of three to four weeks, especially during years when the weather is, quote, just right. That means not too hot and not too wet. Eugenia and David sell their peonies as specialty cut flowers in season to florists and event planners, people like Stacey Lee, and typically via advanced order from the website, the Nishwe family farm, where they reside, has been in David's family since 1929, when it was purchased by his father's parents shortly after they immigrated to the U.S. from Poland. David and his three brothers, Tommy, Kenny, and Alan, run the farm now with help from various family and friends, including their sister Joanne, resident artist Pier Sath from Cambodia, and longtime family friend Dave Jokey of Stowe, Massachusetts. The farm's primary crops are fruit, apples, peaches, nectarines, plums, pears, blueberries, cherries, produce, corn, tomatoes, cucumbers, squash, basil, onions, pumpkins, and gourds, and flowers, peonies, of course. And usually there's celosia, dahlias, strawflowers, and sunflowers, and zinnias through the season, all of which are sold locally at the farm and at a few Boston area and Worcester farmers' markets and at the farm's self service stand. Here's more about Stacey Lee of Paonia Designs. After working more than a few years as a civil engineer, a timely layoff provided the opportunity to take a lifelong hobby to the next level. Paonia Designs was born with a friend's request and has blossomed into a full-service event and floral studio. Stacy works out of a studio at home overlooking her own flower garden. There is a large floral cooler in her workshop that is run on the sun thanks to solar panels on the roof. Between Stacy's and her mother's gardens, they grow several varieties of perennials, such as tulips, peonies, hydrangea, sedum, and scabiosa, as well as various annuals used in arrangements. Stacy says she is by no means a farmer florist, but is hopefully headed there one day. The organic garden at Paonia Designs is primarily watered with rain barrels when Mother Nature accommodates and fertilized with homemade compost. Throughout the year, Stacy sources as many flowers locally as possible from several farms and greenhouses close to home. Late summer and fall arrangements contain sunflowers just grown just a quarter mile down the road and some of her mother's pink peony plants still provide blooms. Those plants are about 40 years old and were the inspiration for the Paonia logo. Stacy truly loves what she does. Flowers are more than her occupation. They're both passion and craft. As she says, I want to see each bride, groom, mama-to-be, celebrant, and guest of honor thrilled with their flowers, regardless of the size of the event. Each client deserves quality service and the most gorgeous, fresh, and thoughtful flowers arranged with exceptional detail. Well, this is a unique story and collaboration based on friendship and mutual commitment from two women who are combining their talents to bring peonies to the Boston and New England area and beyond. Both Eugenia and Stacy shared photos for our show notes that you can find at deboraprenzing.com for episode 455. I'll also include their social places so you can find and follow these two peony lovers. Let's get started. Welcome back to the Slow Flowers podcast with Deborah Prinzing. And hey, it's peony season all across the country, and we're gonna talk about peonies today. I am so delighted to introduce Eugenia Harris of Nishway Peonies, and uh, she is her farm is in Massachusetts, but she's coming to us from Austin, Texas, and Eugenia, you'll tell us why that is in a minute. <laughs> uh, and I also want to introduce Stacy Lee of Paonia Designs. And Stacy is a flowers member from Framingham, Massachusetts, uh, a florist. And uh, the two of them have collaborated in the past, and they're going to tell us about their collaboration for 2020. So welcome, ladies. Thanks for joining us. Thank you for having us. Thank you. That. Uh, well, you'll, listeners, you're going to get used to these two voices, but I'll try to um be more specific and say eugenia or stacy before they talk uh just so we can get used to uh who's telling the story right now i think we'll start with you eugenia you um we had a phone call a couple weeks ago about what was happening with you i didn't really know much about nishway peonies but you have a gorgeous website and um you know we just decided to catch up by phone and i was so fascinated by your story i asked you to come on the podcast so uh Give us a snapshot of your peony world and, um, you know, what it is now or, you know, what it has been and then what it is now.
1: Um, Well, I guess um, I guess the first unusual thing about um, about my peony operation is that it is outside of Boston in Bolton, Massachusetts. And um, whereas I myself actually live in Austin, Texas. Um, and so that, the story of how that came to be is simply that I used to live in Boston and that we put these peonies in at, um, at my friend's farm, Nishway family farm. Um, when I was living up there and we ended up expanding it after I moved to Austin. So it's a little, a little bit of a strange story. So the main thing this year is that I'm in Austin during the peony harvest, which um, has not happened before, not happened uh, recently anyway. Because of the um, the COVID nineteen, I I cannot go up there, and so that is um, what Stacy is has stepped in to help out with.
0: Wow, that's awesome. Well, uh, I want to talk about how you guys put your you know creative thinking caps on and uh, came up with a solution. Um, give us a little bit of a sense of the sca- scope and scale, though, of Nishway uh, the peony operation at least. Uh, in terms of acreage and the number of of plants you have in the ground what what have you have you typically you know what have you built this up to
1: well it um it has evolved um slowly i think we, we planted the first peonies in two thousand and one it was a hundred plants and um we put some more in uh a few years later, but really not much ha- happened with them until um, 2015 and 2016, we um, expanded greatly to where we we have about 1,700 plants, peonies now, um, and over a hundred varieties. I my my actual spreadsheet says that we have um, about 160 varieties. Um, but there, we have so many mystery peonies. that I, I don't count a lot of those because I don't know what they are.
0: Sounds like everybody's garden that I know, myself included. Yeah,
1: um, yeah it's a challenge to keep track of everything.
0: What obsessed you, uh, or like nineteen years ago, to put peonies in the ground anyway? I mean, are they? Cons- they're, they're obviously a New England crop. I, I've I'm aware of other farms in New England that are growing peonies. But you were a gardener then; it wasn't like a business idea, right?
1: Well, I wasn't much of a gardener, but uh, I, I am originally from Texas, and I, when I moved to Massachusetts outside of Boston, I, um, when I bought my first house there, um, I started putting peonies in immediately. Cause it's, I mean, it's a real draw from somebody from the South who, live, who lives somewhere where you, where you can't really grow peonies. And, um, so when I got the chance to do it, I, I, I mean, I think I probably had 30 peonies in my yard at my house and Mm -hmm. I I was on like a third of an acre. Maybe I was kind of out in the suburbs outside of Boston where they have, you know, where the lots are bigger. So they were going for it. Um, and then, um, and then it, there was, it made some business sense or seemed to, um, to see to expect to put a few in at the Nishway farm the, the Nishway um, family has about one hundred and thirty acres in Bolton, and that 's about mm, it 's maybe forty miles outside of Boston almost almost due west of Boston okay so they you know they David and I um, had been good friends and i 'd been good friends with their family. Um, for years. And so uh, when it, when I kind of ran out of room in my yard and car line, <laughs> we decided, well, we could, we could put some of these out at, the, at the, at the farm. So, so that's what we did. And um, it's, like I said, it's, it's, it's kind of grown in fits and starts. And, but we, we did start expanding pretty significantly in 2015 after I had already Come back to Texas, um, and one reason was that it seemed like there it, there was a, a potential market there because we didn't know of any um, any large peony growers in the Boston area, and and it turns out that there there are um, a couple.
0: So as these peonies matured and you continue to add new plants and then you sort of got serious in 2015. Um, like what was your sales channel? I mean, I am assuming that you're working with farmers who are growing something else. So there's like a nice infrastructure for whatever they were selling, what the Nishway family was growing and selling. How did that all, uh, kind of dovetail?
1: The Nishway family farm is run by four brothers Um, And the one that I'm doing the peonies with is the oldest brother, David. And then there are three other brothers Um, and they're, um, they're, they're really well known for apples. Um, And they're known because they've been in the area a long time. The, the, the farm itself has been in their family since uh, 1929. Their, um, their grandparents bought it shortly after they, um, immigrated to the United States from, um, Poland. Mm. And, um, and that's, that's where that name comes from. Although that is not the Polish pronunciation.
0: (laughs) We'll put the correct spelling in the show notes today. So people can, (laughs) can spell check you.
1: (laughs) That's right. That's right. So, um, anyway, back to what they grow. So they do have, um, it's the four brothers, um, own the farm and, um, run the whole thing themselves with one other, um, family friend who is, um, a Cambodian American, um, artist named Chath Pierce. Um, so, um, and they, they grow, uh, it's primarily fruit trees. That's what takes up most of the space and, the, and they don't, they don't farm all 130 acres. I, I think that it's probably about, I, I mean, sorry, all acres i think it is really more like about 30 acres that they farm mm-hmm. and uh they have all kinds of fruit trees um apples which they're really well known for their peaches they're very well known for their nectarines i think are the best nectarines anywhere and um then they also have plums and apricots and pears and um Few cherries they have blueberry bushes and then they also have market produce um you know they're they're, very, they're really well known for their corn and they um they they grow a variety of other things that you would expect a, a farm to grow tomatoes c- cucumbers um beans
0: and how are those all that how is all that produce and fruit being sold
1: well, they sell. They they do already have um, their sales channels set up, and the the primary way is through. Um, uh, there's a stand at the farm, and then they also are um, mem- members of the um, the. I, I don't remember what the name of it is, but the Massachusetts Farmers Market Association. Mm-hmm. Uh huh. Um and that that group maintains uh markets throughout the um throughout the state and the Nishways do um a number of markets uh in the Boston and Cambridge area none exactly in Boston or Cambridge but but in the immediate area mm-hmm. so there's there's um there are some uh, immediately outside, yeah, like
0: the yeah. ring, the ring outside of Boston, <laughs>
1: yeah, and then um, and then also one or two in the Worcester area, and those are their primary sales channels. So so sort of bolting this peony operation <laughs> onto the side has um, it's been good because we have access to to those markets, um, but but we've had to go in and do a lot of um, setting up of uh, for. Um, for e commerce and um doing doing wholesale sales to florists
0: and um yeah so the 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 customer at the farmer's market who's buying their produce can pivot and and pick up a bunch of peonies while they're there during peony season. But the Nishways didn't really have any relationship with the floral industry uh for other channels like wholesale or selling direct to florists or the online sales you had to kind of build that up it sounds like yes exactly so i have to stop and ask um stacy to jump in and stacy uh, uh your business is named Peonia designs i yeah. think that means you like peonies <laughs> yes um
2: i uh just like eugenia um i'm an engineer so i am a giant nerd at heart and paonia is the genus name of the peony um it's a uh, I grow my grandmother's peonies in the ground. I got my mom's peonies. Uh, my, some of my peony plants are 40, 40 years old. I also only have about uh, a half acre of land and I've got um, like 17 varieties. So Eugenia and I are definitely cut from the same cloth. It's <laughs> peony fabric. <So.
0: laughs> but uh, um, Stacy, you are, you were kind of a customer when you first met, you weren't like a fellow grower per se, right?
2: Oh no, um, Eugenia was correct in that there weren't a lot of peony farms around because um, my event florals company Peonia. I was um, looking for peonies in 2016 and couldn't really find any that were too close. And she reached out to me and we became fast friends. And I have been going to the farm um, and you know enjoying and getting peonies and cutting peonies and uh, nerding out with Eugenia for years now. And I've run my own peony. Uh, share and not a csa not a csa technically but shares and subscription for the last three years and it's been almost exclusively um eugenia's peonies and my own that i grow um
0: wow so how do you set that up because it you're you would you describe yourself as a wedding and event florist primarily i mean i know covid has messed all that up but you weren't you weren't doing retail (laughs) or like everyday fulfillment or anything right
2: No, no, I had done that in the past, um, like, you know, seven through nine years ago. And then, you know, about five years ago, I really started focusing just on weddings. And since I had my son, I have exclusively just done weddings and my peony shares and um, a few workshops and things like that. Um, So I have not done the retail sales, and COVID has definitely. Uh, made everyone have to pivot. And th- I really did not want to have to go back to, not not have to go back to, I really did not want to do retail sales again. I love working with clients for a year, 18 months, um, and it, the, the weddings really grew on me. So the shares are a great thing. I've already got people who have been in my shares in previous years who've, who've received the shares, who've asked for this year. I was very excited um, when Eugenia contacted me a few weeks ago and said, let's do this. Mm-hmm. And I realized that um, it would be my jump back into um, business after COVID because since uh, COVID really hit Massachusetts pretty hard in the middle of March. And since then, I have done nothing besides cancel and postpone weddings through October. So I, I have plenty of time to um, help Eugenia and
0: keep this operation going from afar and um, wow. make it And get your, get your kind of, I don't know, your sensory hit off of being on a peony farm. Exactly. Exactly. (laughs) So, so Eugenia, you said that you, you're kind of quarantined in Austin and you, and I, I don't blame you. I wouldn't want to see you get on an airplane and fly across the country, um, you know, you know, a few days to operate, you know, in person. So, but it wouldn't only work if you found sort of a surrogate who you could trust and who. As passionate about harvesting and selling peonies as you are, so how, what possessed, what gave you the idea to reach out to Stacey? or had you already been talking about what to do with her?
1: No, we we had not really been talking about what to do with them. I mean, I um, I really was paralyzed for um, I'd say I'd say I probably spent a month being paralyzed, or maybe even more. You know, like the first month, that's parallel paralyzed about COVID itself and what what is what is this thing all about and then um probably another month um trying to you know just sort of weighing what the different options were for how to approach the 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 problem and you know and and whether I would go or not and if I were to go well you know would I drive or would I fly and it's about a 30-hour drive from Austin
0: my god (laughs) <laughs>
1: yeah. <laughs> and you know, originally I thought, you know, well, that's no problem. I was planning to take my car. Um, but that was sort of just just before all this hit, you know, like February, I actually bought a new car in um at the end of uh <laughs> January that gets um, it's a hybrid and it gets about 50 55 miles to the gallon.
0: So- yeah. and you thought, "Oh, well, this will be like a road trip or something like that, right?"
1: yeah, it's going to be perfect. I'll have my own car there and I, you know, it's, it's just going to be great. Um, but anyway, so then, so then there was the paralysis. Okay. Well, do I, do I go or do I not? And, um, all the, you know, and you you kind of, when you have to, um, when you have to work something like that, you kind of have to work through all the, the different possible paths. There's so many different, a whole different set of decisions you have to take if you're going versus if you're not going. And, um, but anyway, I, I had um, I had made a point to um, speak to my, uh, our florists that had, had bought from us in the past that we, we already have a relationship with. And um, just to check in and see whether, you know, how things were looking at their end. and. Whether they thought that they were going to have any any need for peonies this year, and um, because I because the I guess the the absolute worst case scenario is that we don't harvest any peonies at all. We just um, we just donate the crop, give them to our friends, enjoy enjoy them. Um, you know, just among the farm and their friends. But I eventually, but it seemed like that there was demand there. And I Mm -hmm. listened to a couple of your podcasts too, actually, and was encouraged um, to hear about people um, switching to a shipping model. In particular, I listened to your podcast with with Mandy O'Shea, Mm -hmm. and who said that they were doing a quick pivot because since they're in Georgia it happened to them a lot more quickly you know that their flowers were starting to come in mid March i think oh yeah they
0: they had to be out the gate they were just probably the first zone that was really blooming uh back in March yeah
1: yeah so that was so that was very encouraging because i we've never done um shipping before and it just is totally um outside of anything that we've ever even thought about i mean you know it, it is funny because my whole family and a lot of my old friends are in Texas and none of them have ever been able to get our peonies before, unless they actually get on a plane and fly up to Massachusetts and come back with a suitcase stuffed full of them.
0: Oh my gosh. <laughs>
1: but so, it was, so when, when I heard Mandy saying that, I was like, well, you know, I mean, we could probably do that. We, we could, it'd be it'd be one way to do it if I'm not going. So, uh, so I kind of, uh, followed her lead and looked into cow to, to, um, uh, to, to gain access to the sort of the discounted shipping rates. And we, we actually were, um, we actually have joined that now and they're, uh, we're working on getting the, um, you know, get, getting some testing done with that. Um, but anyway, I uh, so I I had spoken to to Stacy and had had presented it to all the florists that okay, well, you know, I still don't know whether I'm coming or not. Worst case is that I'm not, and we'll have to figure out a way to you know to what's going to happen if you need them, then we'll get them for you. But but we'll have to figure out how,
0: like a no no <laughs> contact delivery or something like that, right?
1: Yeah, mm-hmm. but I. But I still didn't know the the problem at the farm this time of year is that this is their big planting season. the the Their planting season overlaps with the peony harvest. So you
0: couldn't really count on the family to provide labor for you to do your harvest,
1: right? I mean, David, David, um, D- David does you know keep on keep an eye on the peonies and work on them when I'm gone, but, um, but the normal, the normal case is that I come up in early Bay and we work uh, a lot to, to prepare like that whole month for the, for the peonies to start blooming in June. And um, anyway, long story short, I mean, I, I had talked to Stacy anyway, and I just texted her. And I actually, I looked it up uh, just before we got on here. It was exactly two weeks, two weeks ago today. (laughs) Wow. I I texted, I was kind of at the end of my rope. (laughs) What are we going to do? And it occurred to me to, to, to see what Stacy, Stacy would think of maybe, maybe coming and taking my place. So I, so I texted her and I said, so, um, I, I was just thinking about our peony harvest and, you know, I was wondering whether you might be interested in helping out with it. And in fact, maybe even taking over in my place and sort of becoming the virtual me.
0: (laughs) What was your response, Stacey? I'm on my way.
2: (laughs) 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 Yeah. Um, talk about a dream come true. It's, um, I've been trying to get more into the field and uh, out of my you know i loved i love design but I have um a, a big love in my heart for farms and for farmers and i um i heard that and how can you not jump at an opportunity like that especially when my work schedule has been cleared for months
0: right and
2: she needs my help and um you know together we can bring this these peonies to to harvest and bring get, get them into people's hands right now which is what Everyone needs. <laughs> right.
0: So, uh, on the sides. Right. So, basically, uh, we're talking on May twentieth. This is going to air on May twenty seventh. Roughly, when are you going to turn on, you know, turn on the operations, and what role will each of you be playing to ensure that these seventeen hundred plants are um, go to good homes? Not the plants, but their flowers. <laughs> Uh,
1: we are, we, we've set up a collaboration tool that I've used before called, um, Trello. And, um, we've got, uh, we're basically keeping all the data that we're sharing in this Trello tool, which is actually awesome. Yeah.
0: I, I, I know this tool, uh, we used it for florist review for many, many, uh, issues. It's, it's the beautiful, it's actually visually beautiful. And maybe that's why creative people like it.
1: (laughs) You know, maybe so. It's just, I've always uh, managed the whole peony operation with, you know, like uh, several very complicated spreadsheets and, um, and it's always only been me that's, that's doing sort of, I'm sort of the, the hardcore, um, you know, person that keeps track of all the data. And I think it's. My my software engineering background, um, whereas everybody, whereas there's nobody else at the farm that that um, that that does that.
0: <laughs> but so, now you've um, got you've got Stacy who has an engineering background, and the two of you are finally speaking a language that that you is comfortable for you.
1: Yes, I mean, and Stacy, 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 do you remember the first time you ever uh, came to the farm? But, Eugenia. Uh,
2: yeah. I have, I have picture. I, I, I got to send them to you. I took pictures of Eugenia's spreadsheets and her um like her planting plan because I have never seen, this is like color coded with like Pantone colors <laughs> and the plants are labeled by like row and plant and variety. And for someone like me to just be handed pages and pages of spreadsheets that are nothing but numbers and it correlates to peonies and, crazy colors and all, and a, tr- a tremendous amount of varieties. I mean, she, f- she sent me the updated list and I was up till like one in the morning the other night, just flying through it and salivating over everything. Oh, so this
0: that's is right, great.
2: It is right up my alley. I, you know, sp- spreadsheets are my, are my jam and um, you know, we'll, uh it's, it's going to, it's, I'm excited about that part too and <laughs> helping organize and we're going to be, you know, moving some stuff around and maybe figuring out some, some of those mystery peonies that, sneak around in the beds (laughs) Uh,
0: so the harvest will be like uh in a week or so is that what the plan is or the expectation
1: you know it's funny um regardless of the weather i've been tracking uh, i've been trying to track bloom dates for about uh three years now and uh regardless of how the spring goes it seems like our first bloom is always Somewhere between May 30th and June 1st.
0: Okay, wow, so coming right up.
1: Yeah, so it's not, it's not far. It's about 10 days, maybe. Hopefully we will not have a heat wave. Heat waves are, are really, really hard on peony crops because it means all of the flowers open at once. And so you, you lose uh, you know, a, a good part of the crop just because you can't harvest it.
0: Right, so the- I, I was talking about that, like when does harvest start? But really, it, you want it to be phased over like three weeks, it sounds like.
1: Yeah, you want the weather to be cool, so that so that you can you can have the the bloom la- last longer. Hmm.
0: So, uh, what it what is the okay? it Sounds like there's sort of two big decisions you had to make. One was how you could have safely have Stacy come, kind of be in charge of all the harvesting and you know just kind of processing and storage and all of that. And maybe we should talk about that, but we kind of have touched on that. But the other is who's going to buy these peonies and how are you going to move them? So let's let's talk about those decisions you had to make.
1: Well, we um, yeah, so we've up until now, we've only been selling at farmers markets and at the farm stand. We've typically had a a self-service stand that is just set up um, at the farm for the duration of the peony season season and we we've, we've always sold um peonies by the stem there mm. and um so that is not possible this year because it's not we, we don't want a bunch of people um congregating around right uh you know a table with flowers on it and, and trying to pull their own so um so that's one thing that we can't do this year. We can't, um, we, we are not going to go to markets, I don't think. The, there, there will be some markets open, but it's not, at least it's not clear to me when they are going to open. And I've heard that it, that they are probably not, at least the main one that we go to, which is the this market called Union Square in Somerville, it's mm-hmm. a side of the market. Um, we have, um, what I have heard is that they are going to cut the number of vendors and they're only going to allow food vendors at the market. Sure. Yeah. And you know, the Nishways are technically a food vendor, but it's, it's, it's not, not selling flowers. So yeah. I don't think we would qualify for this. I
0: think, so- that, I think that's happening around the country. I've heard anecdotal stories much like that, where essential Know, food can be, you know, can, is given the priority basically.
1: Right, right. And I, and I, I believe that that's what they're doing there. Um and and even so this year we probably would not have the 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 manpower to get in into town to It's probably about a 45 minute in, drive into Boston or Cambridge or Somerville mm-hmm. for us. So it's a it's a long day.
0: Yeah. It's a hard way but, to make a lot of money on a premium product with
1: Right, A farmer's so, market
0: mindset. Yeah, right.
1: So it, it was. So we have always kind of, or not always, but we, we have thought that it would be nice to be able to ship peonies, and it would be nice to um, sell uh, more uh, online than to, to, well to broaden our market. Yeah,
0: yeah, diversify.
1: Yeah. Right now, our market is basically only people that we that are within easy driving distance of the farm.
0: So, where do florists fall into all of this?
1: Uh, Florists, um, we do sell wholesale. We have um, we. Stacy, I think you started with us like three years ago.
2: Yeah, um, my I think my first orders with you were in 2016.
1: Yeah. Yeah, and I, and that's can. when we started, um, selling to florists. Um, and we,
0: um, Do you prefer so that we, they come pick up the product or will you deliver it? Or does, does it, is it on a case by case basis?
1: It's, it's on a case by case basis. If, um, we have, um, we have, uh, some, and the, Boston, Cambridge area that we will drop off for if we're you know if we're heading in there anyway we're going to that market then mm-hmm. we will drop off for them and we and we occasionally make other trips down there sometimes sometimes we'll go to dinner in in the big city. And- <laughs> <laughs> drop-offs <laughs> then and we like to see we've become friends with all the farmers and we like to I mean so <laughs> sorry the florists and we we like seeing them so it's not uh it's it's not um it's not something that we hate doing it's just that it's a lot of time off the farm right the right peony season peony harvest is underway I mean it is uh extremely intense like like Stacy's already prepared that she's gonna have her headlamp in the field (laughs) to to harvest late into the night. Oh my God,
0: Stacy, you're going to have to do a few uh, like live uh, Instagram live stories when you're out there doing that. I want to see. Oh my
2: gosh. I, I have to tell you, I ordered this solar powered battery pack. (laughs) <laughs> so that I can have I can have my computer set up and I can hotspot my phone so I can live stream from the f- the field so that Eugenia can see everything. And I mean, I got my my headlamp because um what was it last year when Alaska got hit with the um a big heat wave during the peony the peony harvest? Yeah, condensed the three week season into just four days. So, you know, that was one of the things when Eugenia asked me to do this. I had to talk to my family and say, like, you know, if we get a a, a week of 90s in the middle of June, which is that we don't put anything past New England. We had snow two weeks ago and my peonies were covered in it. They love it. Um, but you know, I said, you know, if we get, if we get four or five 90 degree days in a row, I'm going to be working, you know, as, as much as I can possibly work with a headlamp on cutting in the field. Um, and Eugenia also has a few, um, we've talked to a few different people who have volunteers who will volunteer to come in and cut at the field, um, when, when it really starts getting going and, mm-hmm. um, if we get overloaded, but it's just something that you have to think about is, you know, what we are at the mercy of the weather and in yeah. yeah. New England, 95 degrees in June is not unheard of.
0: So it sounds like, um, you'll be harvesting most, you'll be kind of the lead person harvesting, but then Dave will be doing some and then, um, you know, these volunteers and what do you, do you have a, Uh, a process like a cooling process or um cold storage like how what are you going to do on the farm that what what is on the farm that helps make that process work
2: um eugenia do you want do you want me to answer that because i was there yesterday yeah Okay. (laughs) (laughs) okay Um, so actually I went, I did a big walk yesterday with David and, um, we had our, our masks on and he had his little six foot stick to make sure that we, we stayed apart. And, um, we did a, a big inventory of the toolboxes and everything. And they actually have an old, uh, an older cooler behind the farm, uh, behind the farm stand that they've set up. That is going to be my cooler only that I'll go in and out of. And that's where we're going to do all of the dry storage of the peonies. Great. Um, behind that is a covered work area actually a really nice covered work area that they're going to put some farm tables in. That's going to be kind of my processing and packing area. And then um, David is using the farm stand chiller and um, work tables over there. So I'll, I'll come in off of the field, put all the orders together for the day and put them out in buckets for um, David and David will get them um, to the farm stand or into the chiller in the farm stand or into the, you know, wherever, um, or wherever the pickup area ends up being um, for the retail sales so um david and i are going to work very closely together to make sure um that everything comes off the field and and stays hydrated
0: and uh, goes to the right spots um, that's exciting and so yeah. um what are the retail sales going to be then because you're not going to do the farm stand you have uh, this is where the e-commerce comes in
1: yeah well um uh we're, we're planning to put up last year we we sold on the website um We sold, we we did a subscription, a three-week subscription. And then we also sold a few um, individual varieties and 10 stem bunches. And those were all um, items that had to be, they they could be pre-ordered, but then they had to be picked up at the farm. And um, this year, what we're going to do, since we're, we're, we're a little um, short-handed, and we're not going to be able to. Um, we're not going to be able to track as closely what what we're harvesting and when. So we're. I think that we've decided that what we're going to do is we are go- going to sell. Probably just five-stem mix bunches on the website for next day pickup.
0: Yeah, that makes sense. Because you and, can't custom pick at that volume with just mainly Stacy and, and David. I mean, that just sounds insane. Yeah. Right. And so
1: so yeah, that's the idea is to sort of simplify it. So we'll have, you know, we'll have a lot of different five-stem bunches, and we'll have um, we'll have, we're thinking one two hour window, um, or possibly two two hour windows. But, right, but we're going to start with one, and we're, a lot of things we're we're going to have to invent on the fly.
0: Yeah,
1: and see whether it works or not. So we'll start with one two hour window. Probably, probably I don't know every day or every other day or certain days. We're 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 sort of still still chewing on that. Yeah, um, it'll but- have to
0: happen in real time, and that's. I mean, thank goodness you have Instagram, so you can be posting these last-minute changes, right?
1: Oh yeah, that's that's right, that's right. But the but the thing um, the thing about the sales this year is is we're not you're not going to be able to pre-order anything, and these these bunches of five stems that we put on the website will only be picked will only be able to be picked up the next day in that two hour window. Got it.
0: And then people will pay online or Venmo or something.
1: Yes. They'll pay online. And then, um, and then we can sort of put up, we can put up inventory that we only inventory that we absolutely know we have. So I can figure out the day before, like, okay, what are our, what are our final inventory numbers and what, what do we need? to um to, to do for tomorrow and
0: we can... <laughs> you guys are going to be in constant contact with each other
2: yeah i think we
0: are oh my gosh we,
2: we already are we're going to keep rolling
0: yeah i love it that's i'm glad i got you both together on this uh call <laughs> i mean people listeners you're hearing in real time what a what a team is having to go through to think about just to reshape an entire business in one very quick season so um, I'm excited to watch from afar and see how it goes. It sounds like the demand is there; people want flowers. We heard that about over Mother's Day, and yeah. um, and maybe and maybe these peonies. You know, the interesting thing is that every a lot of weddings were postponed, but I I wonder if there'll be a few of these mini or micro weddings where because it's peony season, there will be couples who want and peonies for table for decor if they have you know kind of a a 10person wedding or something like that have
2: yeah, you heard- the small, yeah the small the small elopements with 10 or less people where people are just looking for a bouquet and a boutonniere and maybe one small table arrangement or something like that those are um coming back uh or not coming back but really coming to the forefront mm-hmm. um with everything so it's there's a there's a that's what a lot of florists are doing um is is moving towards that and being able to offer the smaller um, smaller packages are you to still do your, your subscriptions to your customers, Stacey? Um, yes, I am. I am actually, um, <laughs> kind of a halfway of a, not half of a pivot, we'll call it. Um, I am coincidentally launching the charitable arm of Paonia Designs, um, in the next two weeks. And, um, the, it's called Mixed Blooms and it is, um, I, the Instagram and the website and everything will be launched next week. But that is uh, the, the, like my charitable and outreach arm of Paonia Designs, and uh, we'll be donating a portion of the profits to LGBTQ youth organizations in Massachusetts and beyond. Oh, wow. Um, and yeah, it's uh, it's it's been in it's been in the works for a while, and I figured, um, you know, once once COVID hit and my my wedding season was mostly off, I started taking a hard look at what where I wanted Peonia pa- to go and what I wanted to do um, with mixed blooms, and it's a it's a great time to start. So, mm. uh, where I'm launching that, actually, it sounds it's I think it's going to be Monday, uh, which. So-
0: good yeah. so we'll have that information we can put in the show notes uh, about what you're doing along Perfect. with all of the Nishway um, coordinates <laughs> Instagram yeah. and Facebook and I mean <laughs> all of that um, I, I the one thing we haven't uh, talked about before we wrap up is uh, the the shipping component and the wholesale component do you want to touch on that a little bit Eugenia because it's we alluded to it but I think I got off track
1: well I <laughs> <laughs> yes. We, uh, I, I do want to talk about both of those things. So um, we, um, I, we did talk about how we are not offering a subscription, um, a peony subscription through the farm this year, um, but I did have um, several of our um, existing wholesale customers get in touch with me about, uh, about wanting to do that. Stacy was one. And then we have two other ones. So there will be um, some subscription op- options for Nishway peonies this year, even though we're not offering them directly. And then as far as the shipping option, I believe that we are gonna put, the, well, the current plan is to put um, larger uh, bunches, like probably 15 stem bunches also mixed um, up for sale with a sh- shipping option either on our site or uh, another site we're looking at um the mm-hmm. to possibly put them up there since it's since it's specific to this flower variety they're yeah. they're new and just getting started but have yeah, had they've had good luck and some of the Alaska growers are listing on there and I, I've seen that there are a, a couple of more, um, growers listing on there that I, that I, had, I, I just checked it today that I had not seen before.
0: Yeah. The so, peony, the peony map, uh, is a member of Slow Flowers too. So, um, I, I'm excited to see that option for people who are really just want peonies. There's a one-stop shopping for them if they go to a, a site like that.
1: Yeah. I think it's a really interesting idea, you know, because, um, well, you know, with us, I mean, um, the, the Nishway brothers do grow other flowers. Um, but, but for me, um, the, the peonies are, are, are obviously the main thing. And the peony season is sh- so short yeah. um, that it's, and, and peonies are kind of hard to find. actually yeah and it's not hard to find a little bunch at trader joe's that comes in from south america or someplace but like really exotic um substantial luscious peonies are hard to find locally
0: well i'm excited for you and i i uh i don't know i mean i think we're all adapting we're all trying to find our inner resilience to to sustain our businesses and I I applaud you too for collaborating it sounds like you're both going to um I don't know experience sort of a new type of partnership that may shape what you do going forward and I I hope that's really positive for both of you
1: yeah I I think that that is the case I'm actually I was I was really um I spent a, a week or so being extremely depressed about this when I when I made the decision that I was not gonna be able to go. But now I'm kind of excited because it gives us, it's forcing us to do, um, do things differently that we wouldn't have tried otherwise. And we'll see if it works. And then, and then next year we'll, we'll take the best of all of these uh, approaches and we'll, we'll, we'll be able to just use those.
0: Maybe you guys can write a report about, like, a fun report about this after the fact, and we'll we'll publish it on SlowflowersJournal so that we have the photos of Stacy with the headlamp, but also the beautiful <laughs> the beautiful arrangements that people are making with these peonies, and um, and then maybe next year you can have the reunion when you guys when you do get back to Massachusetts, uh, Eugenia, because I know you will be back, and um, a lot, uh, you know, a lot of the your future is going to be determined by how you operate this year. Just kind of, it is exciting. It's scary, but it's, I'm excited for you.
1: Yeah, I'm excited too. Now that I'm, now that I'm over the shock.
0: But... <laughs> <laughs> um, well, I hope that you both will, will include all of Nishwe uh, Peonies social places and also Peonia Design social places. And if you both would share a few luscious, yummy Peony photos with me, I don't think people will mind looking at them. It's uh, <laughs> just, they're just, uh, they are, it seems America's favorite flower. And, um, I'm just grateful that you both are part of still flowers and willing to be so generous in sharing your stories with our listeners.
1: Well, thank you so much for having us, Deborah. It's been really, I, I, I just can't tell you how much I have learned from listening to your, um, your podcast, just in, I'm, I'm a new convert. I, <laughs> I have never listened to you before until, uh, I think the first one I listened to was in February, and it has really been a huge, um, a huge help to me to, in, in trying to think about how 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 I could approach this.
0: Oh, I'm so glad, and and Stacy and I got to see each other in person in New England <laughs> last September, and um, that was sure a beautiful time. And maybe we'll do that again sometime see oh, each other in person God.
2: exactly i want to see lots of different people in person when this is all over i'm telling you
0: <laughs> great well thank you both so much this has been awesome and um best wishes uh as you move forward to this with this new model to make people happy with panties thank thanks so much
1: Deborah, for having us yes this was great thanks so much Deborah.
0: Thanks so much for joining today's conversation. Since early April, I've been featuring Slow Flowers member voices in the ongoing Stories of Resilience series here on the podcast. I don't know what I was thinking when I started telling myself, oh, we'll do this for a few months until things get back to normal, and then it'll wrap up. Well, I clearly did not have the right crystal ball to gaze into the future, friends. As far as I can tell, long into the foreseeable future, We're going to be talking about the inventive, creative, and fierce ways that flower farmers and floral designers are sustaining their enterprises during the COVID era. As I've said before, I don't really know how things will shake out, but I do take huge inspiration from the people I've hosted on this podcast. I hope you do too. Our next sponsor thanks goes to Johnny's Selected Seeds, an employee-owned company that provides our industry the best flower, herb, and vegetable seeds supplied to farms large and small and even backyard cutting gardens like mine. Find the full catalog of flower seeds and bulbs at johnnysseeds.com. The Slow Flowers member virtual meetups continue to provide value and support as a member benefit. Last week was our ninth consecutive meetup, and because it took place on the Friday leading into a three day holiday weekend, it was a light hearted morning focused on community, encouragement, and mutual support of one another. If you missed last week's Slow Flowers member virtual meetup, you can find the link to the replay video in today's show notes. Please join me at the next Slow Flowers virtual meetup this Friday, May 29th, 9 a.m. Pacific, noon Eastern. I can't wait to see you there. Our special guest is Lisa Wad of Lisa Wad Botanical Artist, a core member of the Slow Flowers team. Lisa is launching a new art installation series in her community, which she's calling Big Flower Friend, a less competitive nod to the other floral phenomenon you might be watching on Netflix right now. Lisa will be joined by Amanda Maurman of Nome Grown Flower Farm. She's a board member of the Michigan Flower Growers Cooperative and a Slow Flowers member. They'll be sharing about Lisa's new project to bring botanical art to Detroit and supporting local flower growers in her state. You can find the link to join on May 29th in today's show notes, and you can also find it in our Instagram profile, as well as we'll share the link on our Slow Flowers Facebook page and in the Slow Flowers community on Facebook. Our final sponsor thanks goes to Mayash Wholesale Florist. Family owned since 1978, Mayash is the premier wedding and event supplier in the U.S. And we're thrilled to partner with Mayash to promote local and domestic flowers, which they source from farms large and small around the U.S. Learn more at mayash.com. The Slow Flowers podcast has been downloaded more than 608,000 times by listeners like you. Thank you for listening, commenting, and sharing. It means so much. As our movement gains more supporters and more passionate participants who believe in the importance of the American cut flower industry, the momentum is contagious. I know you feel it too. I value your support and invite you to show your thanks with a donation to support my ongoing advocacy, education, and outreach activities. You can find the donate button in the column to the right at deboraprincing.com. I'm Deborah Prinzing, host and producer of the Slow Flowers podcast. at soundbodymovement.com.